We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend. Thank you for being part of my day and allowing me to be a part of yours. I'm incredibly honored. So what would you think if I told you, you have sacred contracts, you're here for a very important purpose, that you possess very valuable gifts and have a divinely sanctified destiny. When I first heard about such things, I balked. And then I, as I sat with these notions, I was overwhelmed. Little old me, I'm not important. I don't have gifts. And I certainly don't believe I have an important purpose. But then I stumbled into a classroom where this became a deeper conversation. And as I participated in these conversations, I became more healed, more whole, more clear, more healthy, and much, much more happy. And today, what I know for sure is, is that you have sacred contact tracks. You are here for a very important purpose. You possess very valuable gifts. And you have a divinely sanctified destiny. And here to have a powerful, empowering, uplifting, and inspiring conversation is a fellow graduate of this long-ago classroom I stumbled into, the esteemed University of Santa Monica. We are so blessed to be here with Stephanie Magidson. Stefania was born in Romania and in 1983 immigrated with her family to the United States. She received a bachelor's in health education and a master's in applied spiritual psychology. In 2002, she founded the Blue Heron Foundation, one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the Romanian dysphoria, focusing on improving the quality of life of Romanian and Moldavian orphaned youth by providing them access to life's opportunities through college scholarships. The Blue Heron Foundation has raised over $2 million and awarded over 300 college scholarships and has touched the lives of about 3,000 kids. Today, we're here to discuss her book, Searching for the White Magician, an amazing conversation between two women exploring some of the deeper questions about the meaning and purpose of life. And it also provides empowering keys that can shift, transform, and uplevel your life. So, Stefania, thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation with me here today. Tammy, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm very excited to share with you and with your listeners my journey and a little bit about this book and the foundation I've run for the past 16 years, which is really my service to the world and part of my sacred contract. Ah, I love hearing this. So I'd like to just start right out of the gate. What is the white magician? I thought of it as really our higher self. It is the part inside of us which understands the subtle notions of the universe and is in direct contact excuse me, with our intuition. And I believe it exists outside of time and outside of our five senses of touching, hearing, seeing, tasting, and smelling. I, I loved saying white because, you know, I believe in working with light, and um, I think it, it conjures that sense of 
going for our dreams with our magic wands out. And as things come on our path that are either obstacles or um, opportunities that ask of us to step in our better version, uh, we work with that. So that's sort of where the title came from. I wanted to give it a little bit of a mystical and magical feeling because I feel life is very much about navigating the physical world reality, but it also needs this uh, higher, more mystical ingredient without which I find myself feeling um, alienated, really. Yes, and, and that's true. And I think for me, I suffered greatly when I bought into just this world being of the five senses. I think I was a magical child, and I, I'm really confident you were as well. But as I was told that magic didn't exist, it's like yeah, I, it's, my soul dried up. I got parched. Yeah, you know, I think we all come in this world with our particular curriculums. And some, I think, come wired really for just navigating the, the, five, the world of the five senses. And that's okay. I, I'm neither trying to change them nor to say that we are superior or inferior, but I think I came in the world with this curriculum, and I think I, the family I was born in, the part of the world, it wasn't just Romania, it was Transylvania, which is the central part of Romania, and it's a very rich place of traditions, uh, a very mystical place. There, There is more than just the Romanian culture. We have the Hungarians and Germans who settled there in the uh, 11th and 12th century, and then there were the Huns who were invading us, and the Roma people who are commonly but erroneously called gypsies who were there too. And then we are under the Habsburg Empire for about 150 years. So there was a lot of richness, and I spent time also with my grandparents. My maternal grandfather was a a priest and a, an archdeacon, a professor at the seminary. He taught old Greek and theory of music, I believe. And then the paternal grandmother was a very, I thought initially she was a very spiritual woman, but as I look back, she was a very, I mean, she, I thought initially she was very religious, but she was really spiritual looking back because she was not caught in the dogma, which is one of the pitfalls, I believe, of religion. So I grew up with them being two very great influences in my childhood. I spent a lot of time with them before the age of eight. And and I also think that some of us, again, come into the world wired to experience not and cultivate not only the critical thinking, which is so important, but also metaphorical thinking, creative thinking, visionary thinking, even uh, intuitive and metaphysical kind of thinking. So I think I was always attracted to those kinds of thinking as well. And I spent a, a ton of time in nature growing up. So all of these ingredients, yeah, they, they fed the magical child inside of me. And I knew in a very experiential way that, that we were more than just the five senses very early on, even though I didn't have the vocabulary at that point in time. 
I I agree um, completely. And and something I've been thinking about lately, and you just kind of touched on this, the magical child and the higher self, I think are really maybe one and the same, but it's sort of like we have to accumulate experiences and ingredients so that we can come full circle and blend these two aspects. So we can bring our divinely sanctified purpose into the world. What are your thoughts about that? I totally agree with that. Um, I just keep thinking of, of cycles of how things happen. So I've had all, all these experiences prior to the age of 15 when I lived in Romania, and then we immigrated to the United States, actually, to Salt Lake City, Utah. And because it was such a jolting experience to lose everything through immigration. Uh, Romania was communist back then, and they took away our citizenship, our home. Of course, we changed countries, different culture, different language, lost all the friends, all the extended family. So I asked myself some very profound questions, even though I was only 15, questions such as who am I beyond my physical self, beyond the beautiful home I lived in, the social standing I thought I had, the friends and family and the language and culture I understood. And then I ran into books such as um, Joseph Campbell's Power of the Myth and some books by Swami Rama. And little by little, I started cultivating this path in a more official way through reading uh, and it really became the bridge to my new country, which, like I said, it was a very bewildering place initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then through, I guess you could say luck, accident, but sometimes I feel I was summoned. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it, it seemed um, it, it seemed like I was meant to find this place, University of Santa Monica, which I know you attended. I was only 23, yes. and I'm so happy... I found it that early in life because it informed some very important decisions with respect to choosing a life partner and and uh, eventually my life's work. But when I arrived there, I felt that I received a confirmation for my magical child, for what I had experienced once I got here and started to learn through the readings. It was... A, such a re- rich time to um, make everything official. Like now it felt tangible. All these elements, all these um, threads that I was trying to connect, um, they were becoming part of a whole and they were sort of, I don't know, just becoming sort of official because mm-hmm. so many people were aware of these notions and applying them in their lives and living lives with a spiritual purpose. So, yeah, the magical child, I think the child in me and the magical child in me felt so alive and finally felt at home when I arrived there because it was an environment where it was included. It was part of it. I didn't have to set it aside in order to learn some skills to navigate life, you know, while putting my child aside. Mm. Yeah, and and for me as well, it was um, a very grounding experience, but brought the ethereal notions that I believed in as a child and made them applicable in this very tangible reality, which was very helpful. Um, 
Yeah, and, and I love that you started asking these very high-minded questions when you were a very young girl. And I think sometimes challenges are opportunities, and, and that's when we can start having that more in-depth or authentic conversation with that something greater. And that's when the answers can start to be ushered in. You know, what is my purpose? Who am I? These are some yeah. pretty big questions. And that's when the answers, again, can start to show up. So I really want to talk to you um, Stefania, about um, this topic of sacred contracts and purpose and yes. gifts and destiny, because I really believe, and I, I know you do as well, that we, we all have them, but not everybody really taps into and opens a space for that kind of um, experience to be ushered in through us, which I think is where our greatest fulfillment yeah. and satisfaction of this reality can happen. So can we talk a little bit about how you think people can start to open to this experience and these possibilities for themselves? Yeah. And let me start by saying, first of all, if we would have had this conversation even 10 years ago, I would have said, yeah, I believe in sacred contracts. But now I think I can say I've had an experience of them. It's not just a belief, but I know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we have them. I've, I, I've had a deep experience of that. I, I know this on an experiential level. I think, um, you know, sometimes the, the sacred contracts are referred to as what's there in our eighth chakra, a couple of feet above our crown chakra. But it's... Um, really about what we, we've come here to do and what we're meant to manifest in this lifetime. I think we get, we, we receive signs. If we, are, uh, if we are cognizant and if we pay attention, if we start paying attention, what animates us inside, whether it's various tribes, tribes in quotation marks that we feel we belong to, such as artists, philanthropists, um, scientists, etc. From the tribes that animate us to movies or work of art that animate us, to people who are part of our sacred contracts, we meet them and we know right away we are meant to collaborate on something, to experiences or stories that we witness that give us the goosebumps or make us stop in our tracks and really pay attention. All these are signs that something bigger than us is at work and that they are part of our sacred contracts. That is truly my belief. Um, I often, it's, it's almost like a routine for me, but so often when I go to sleep, even though I feel that I'm on track with my life, but I still continue to ask on a regular basis, Spirit, given the gifts, the education, and the interests and abilities that I have, please show me what I'm supposed to do. Please show me my next step. Please show me how I can serve. Please show me how I can manifest my highest destiny. So I think we're all, we all come into the world with certain gifts, with certain innate talents. Then we have a family and an environment that help us cultivate that. Or sometimes maybe um, it, it's not all that 
helpful in cultivating it, and it, it can make us very aware of where to go or how to get away from there in order to cultivate it. Um, and uh, we go about, um, I think, making our dreams come true uh, as we get in touch with what we are meant to manifest. Along the way, I think we, need, we, we often need to acquire more skills via education or real-life experience. But I think uh, if we pay attention to the signs along the way and to what animates us inside, I think we are directed toward what we are meant to, to do in this life. Yes, I, and, I believe that's true, yes. Yeah, and, and you know, once you get in touch with that, it's like getting in touch with your turbo engine because then you are aligned <laughs> and on path, and it doesn't seem... So it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be easy and effortless every day, but when you are on track, um, so many things line up, and there's just so so much extra energy available to to make the dream into reality. Yes, I, I absolutely agree, and that has been my experience. There's more of an unfolding, and it doesn't mean you're not going to be required to use your own muscle sometimes, but there's yes. a clarity and an unfolding that doesn't require as much for me as um, the words would be efforting or, or pushing. Yes. Like I'm not trying to make this happen. I'm allowing it, and I have to show up, and I have to participate, but it's yes. not as um, I'm not relying solely on my own understanding or doing it of my own volition. You said it very eloquently. Yes, that's mm -hmm. exactly what it feels like. So I really love how in your book you wrote a little bit about this word destiny. Can we choose our destiny? Can we change our destiny? Um, what would you say about that? Well, I do think it's a tango. I think that yes. we we have an intention, we have a vision, and we owe it to ourselves to go for it. And then, you know, there are obstacles that may may uh, come our way, and every so often too, we may find out that we were not meant to manifest a certain goal. I certainly had a couple of those. One of them, I was a competitive gymnast and I only did that for a couple of years and as I look back I think it was perfect that I didn't you know I didn't do, I wasn't involved in gymnastics in competitive gymnastics beyond that I learned just enough of what I needed in order to have the life I have today the other one was I started my uh, a PhD in in mainstream psychology and after the first year I thought, I, I cannot do this. They are excluding what's at the very root of at the word psychology, which is psyche, our soul, our spirit. It's just yes. not part of it. It was all science, the science of uh, the mind. our behavior and thinking. So I stopped after a year. There were four more years to go, and I thought I couldn't do it. But I, I don't have regrets. And, again, there were important lessons to learn from from adjusting the course the way I did with those two. But I think that, just like I mentioned, um, I think that we have a goal, we have a purpose, we have a dream, we set on our way, and then there are doors opening or closing. There are people and allies who, who come to our side and, and help us 
achieve these goals. We learn new. Uh, we have new ahas. We learn new skills. We shed patterns that no longer serve us in the process, on the path. And this is sort of how the dance is. It's, it's yes. our uh, vision and our grit and ambition and um, joyful, you know, um, you know, uh, <laughs> walking the path, but also things can come up. And so I think it's important to, to adjust, to, to draw the right conclu- the conclusions that serve us and to see how that informs, again, our path. Um, I don't know if I explained this very oh, well. No, it's beautiful, but, yeah. very eloquent. Elegant yeah. and eloquent and wise and yes. And, and yeah. um, something and, else, you a, a quote from your book that I think um, describes the dance, the tango, as you had discussed. Destiny is perhaps a conscious co-creation between us and divinity. It is, to me, about that relationship. And we have to live in a state of openness and yes. inviting. We live on a planet of free will and choice. And it's up to us whether we want to participate in this dance. And for me, it's yes. And clearly for you, it is as well. And I'm inspired by that. Yeah. And, you know, hand in hand with that, too, we we have to to be able to hold in the back of our mind the belief that even the very trying experiences are preparing us in very yes. important yes. ways for our path. For example, the first 10 years after I arrived in America, they were very hard years. I call them the crawling in the mud period mm-hmm. because we had to start from zero. We arrived here with five suitcases, $400, and for years we had menial jobs and just working really hard to get an education. And I got a really... Um, I learned two things. One, like how hard it was to really make it in a capitalistic country, you know, very competitive. And two, I also learned that there is such a big opportunity to, um, to, to develop and shape yourself as a person between during that arc of, of one's development. And this informed the work that I ended up doing years later the foundation I started in 2002, working with Romanian orphan and abandoned youth. We put them through college. And it is because I identified with how hard it is to be at the very bottom of society, but also knowing how it's not too late for them, even if they were abandoned at birth or along the way. They have this window, the 18 to 25 um, years of age, is a beautiful window to shape your destiny. There are so many things that can be transformed and um, really uh, taken in. And I, I, I and our whole team has been just so happy to witness and so taken aback with, with joy to witness the transformation of these young men and women while being under our wing and becoming doctors and teachers and engineers and really stopping the cycle of poverty and abandonment and create, becoming self-sufficient adults. And um, so I wanted to, to make a point about 
how important it is, even when we go through very hard situations or periods in our lives, to not lose hope that they inform our very our very own sacred path, or as I like to sometimes say it, entelechy, which is our highest destiny. You know, the entelechy means if uh, if uh, an acorn's entelechy is to become an an oak tree, what is my entelechy? So uh, all of these challenging experiences, I think, if we know how to use them and we re- if we know how to reflect on them, they inform the very important and sacred work that we end up doing in life. So, Stefania, I'm so honored that you spent this time with us, and I'm so honored we have another show coming up with you next week. Um, we just have a minute here left. I'd love for you to do a shout-out and let people know where they can find you, find your book, know more about your foundation. Um, how can this happen? Sure. So the website of the foundation is www.blueheronfoundation.org. If they want to purchase the book, they can just go to Amazon and look for my name, Stefania Magidson, or the title of the book, Searching for the White Magician. And if they want to write to me, it's info at blueheronfoundation.org. So, so incredibly wonderful to connect with you. And um, again, I'm just honored by your presence. I'm inspired by your courage and your vision and the way you've been able to ripple out your love and your light. And you make me want to go higher. I love your Mm -hmm. prayer. I'm going to be uttering it myself. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm so honored and excited. You said yes to another show next week. So to my listeners, I'm just incredibly honored by your presence in our life here at Empower Radio. It's sure fun for me to have these conscious conversations with my incredible guests. But what makes it even more deep and fulfilling and satisfying is to have you part of the energy. For me, relationship is what this is all about. So I really invite you to be in touch with me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com or go to my website, download my ebook, be in touch on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, are you on social media, Stefania? Uh, I, I am not as um, active as many people these days, but yes, I am. Okay. Well, be in touch with us. Know that you're in yes. our heart and prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Take good care of yourself. Thank you again for this wonderful opportunity. Thanks, Thank Tammy. you, Stefania. Okay. Bye for now. <laughs> 